Hi everyone, and welcome to the 202nd episode of Kingdom Hearts Union. I'm your host, Brandon, and I'm here with Churro! Hello. Churro! What's up? I have some sad news. Uh, like sad, sad news, or sad, I'm very depressed sad news? Uh, a little bit of both, because starting tomorrow, I have to go back to school. <laughs> oh, poor baby. I have I to sa- go back to work tomorrow. I know. <laughs> and when I say go back to school, I mean as a teacher. Um, um yeah. Which I'm not as excited for. I I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast. I've definitely told you about it, Churo, but in Japan, in the Japanese school system, at least in uh elementary and middle school, and I teach at a middle school, uh they rarely use air conditioning at all. And it's hot. That's bad. It's hot in Japan and humid. And it's hot and humid inside the classroom. Uh, Before summer vacation, I straight up saw on the thermometer, it was like 90 degrees. We'll say roughly 90 degrees Fahrenheit. And uh, it was 83% humidity inside the classroom. With about 90 degrees heat inside. It is nonsense. I'm just like standing there and like, you know, I'm holding a, I'm holding a piece of paper in my hand and the piece of paper just sort of like flaps over. It like falls over because it's drooping down from so much humidity in the air. Like normally you get a nice crisp piece of piece of paper. You can hold it at the bottom and it'll stay crisp and straight in Japan in the summer inside your classroom if you're holding out a printout that you made uh and you're talking about it to the kids that thing can just flap over because it droops down from the weight of the air and the weight of it i don't know absorbing liquid i guess through the air it's crazy so that's something i'm not looking forward to and uh yeah, we'll have to see how that goes. Apparently, they also want to do their sports festival still, even though we've got this COVID stuff going on. But uh, their uh, their slogan this year is, uh, I crap you not, this is also in English. They, their slogan this year is going to be in English, and it is, the show must go on. Right. And I, I would beg to differ. I, I think the show does not have to go on. In fact, probably should go on, but... It must go on, apparently. So. It has to go on. Yeah, it mean, has it to go on. It only goes in one direction. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's that's why I'm a little bit, uh, you know, down, I'll say. Uh, Churro, how hot is it in California right now? Uh, let me check the, the weather app. It says... Where I'm at, it's 73 right now. The humidity is 87%. Okay. But it's nighttime over there, so... It's nighttime, but it's still humid. Yeah. Yeah, so it's... Uh, it's it's Like, I was melting earlier today. I was, I was streaming earlier, and it was just so hot. Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty rough in Japan, too. It's uh, 34 degrees Celsius, which is 93.2 Fahrenheit. And, Damn. uh... Yeah, humidity is, uh... Let's see. Currently, right this second is a, a nice seventy percent, but it is very frequently uh, in the eighty to a hundred percent. 
range. So, yeah, it's pretty bad. It's basically like you go outside and you feel like you're swimming because it's just that humid. And if you're not swimming because of the humidity, you're swimming because you're just sweating like crazy. So, yeah, I guess now more than ever, it's a good time to be inside, guys. Let's just all stay home because it's too hot to go outside. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, for you new folks, Kingdom Hearts Union is part of the podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union and is presented by the Gaming Union Network. We release every Tuesday, rotating each week with Final Fantasy Union, and we come out on the iTunes Store, Spotify, KingdomHeartsUnion.com, and... Kingdom Hearts Union's Twitter, which is at KHUnion. We have a two-segment show today. We have first our news segment, which... I think it would probably be more accurate to call it our rumor section. But uh, yeah, because there's really nothing going on. There's really nothing going on, but we do have a rumor that we will talk about then. And uh, after that, we do have our question segment. In the way of announcements, as always, if you guys like the show, please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash FFKHUnion. Our Patreon executive producers for this episode are as follows. We have... Nahika Blawi, Alex and Rachel Troutman, who are at Akira Namjian, Guide Seeker, Billy Jackson, who's at underscore Billy Jackson, Chris Morales, Miles Ribbons, Michael Graham, David Calro, Barry Norton, who's at Nortron Zero, Chris Pope, who's at Dr. Pope181, Thorn Bullen, who's at Mesker23, and Churro, if you can take these last ones. We have Yannick Nod, who's at Yannick Nod, Toy Patrick, Freya Stella, Freya Esbiali, Flipsard Nuss, Lewis James, Tom Hughes, who's at Tom underscore Hughes 22, Zach Duranto, Yam Potato, exclamation point, Rachel Gasson, who's at Uber Noon Ray, Zelda Clone at Apes Type Novels, Darren Matthews, who's at Doomster 73, and Joseph Robertson, who's at Pokemon Trainer J. And be a part of the show. Send us your questions to khuquestions at gmail.com and... Just as a reminder, Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind spoilers are fair game. I don't know if they'll come up this episode, but always good to keep that in mind. Oh, yeah. So on to the news section. So, you know, as as we mentioned before, uh, there, there is a rumor, uh, an interesting one, but I, I would say kind of a, un, an unsurprising one. Uh, basically, an Austrian retailer named Gameware has listed Kingdom Hearts uh, Melody of Memory with a November 13th, 2020 release date. They have since, as of August 19th, uh, removed that date from their website and now just simply says that it'll be releasing in 2020, which is the official statement of when it's supposed to release. Cheryl, what are, what are your feelings on this as a release date, this, you know, being posted? Uh, let me check to see what Dave that falls on. It falls on a Friday. Hmm. And the soundtrack releases on a Wednesday. Hmm. Because normally games in the U.S. usually release on Tuesdays. Yeah, Very Tuesdays. rarely, but they do release on Friday at points, too. Like yeah, the, sometimes. I think The Last of Us 2 was released on a Friday. Yeah. So... I, I, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, a lot of Nintendo games... happened to come out on fridays yeah so it's interesting to say it's interesting like because kingdom all the kingdom hearts games i've known came out on tuesday in the u.s yes 
Yes. So I. But this is also the first one releasing on the Switch. So there's there is something a little different about this one. So maybe is it possible that the Switch can release later while the other con- on the other consoles release earlier? Yeah, if I remember correctly, uh, apparently this listing uh, was applied to both the PS4 version and the Switch version on their website. So, I, I mean, I, again, we got to remember, ultimately, at the end of the day, just a rumor. This is not official in any way, but, you know, and we kind of talked about it last episode, the idea that a game about music releases around the same time as the soundtrack which has a confirmed date of the 11th which you know like you said was a wednesday is a wednesday you know that that relation there could exist so at least for me personally judging the authenticity of this like obviously it's just a rumor but the i don't know i guess judging the the realisticness of this date i would say I wouldn't be surprised if it released either on that day or around that day. Like, what would the uh, Tuesday be? That would be the 10th. I wouldn't be surprised if in some places it would be out on the 10th. Like, that yeah. would not be surprising to me. 10th or maybe the 17th. Yeah, 17th. That's another possibility. Um, I guess one thing that I wonder about, Churro, is... You know, and we still don't know this. Maybe Square knows, but we don't know this. Is like, when are the next gen consoles releasing? <laughs> like, when's PS5 and uh, Xbox Series X coming out? Because I I know this is not like trying to be like the biggest title in the universe for Kingdom Hearts. It's very clearly like a you know a smaller title than they're usually used to making. But even then, I don't think I would want to release it right next to. A big console. I could see it coming out before the big consoles come out. That seems fine. But I don't know if I would want to release like around the same time as the new consoles. That would just seem kind of weird, especially since so far Melody of Memory is not announced for future consoles at all. So yeah. that's just kind of I weird. Mean, it's not the first it wouldn't be the first time Square Enix released a Kingdom Hearts game. Against something very widely popper, popular. Yep. Yep. For example, Kingdom Hearts 1.5 releasing on the same day as Grand Theft Auto V. Yeah, that's a good example of that. So, yeah, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll need to see. But uh, in terms of, like, how much I believe that Kingdom Hearts could come out around this time, I actually kind of believe it. I mean, we were talking about it last episode that you know we were feeling like yeah it could actually be possible that uh melody of memory could release in november like of all the months like november potentially december those could be pretty realistic and you know another month we had considered was september but i kind of feel like you know churro now that we're in august and like august is almost over and on top of that we got avengers coming out at the beginning of September, I don't think Square Enix would do that to themselves. I don't think they would knowingly release their own game against a big game that they're releasing themselves. Like in the case of uh, GTA, that's a different publisher. So it's kind of like there's really nothing you can do at that point. You can't make GTA move and you don't want to 
you know, hinder any other games you have releasing that year. So I kind of understand if, uh, if they don't want to release against Avengers, and if that's the case, then I could see, you know, October, November, December, and at least for me personally, I'm feeling November now. Uh, Chur, are you feeling November as a, at least a release month? I still, that, I think that was part of my original guess. So yeah. I still believe that um, November is possibly like the key month because yeah you have a game that celebrates the music of kingdom hearts so why you know the perfect thing to do is release in the same month as where you're getting the soundtracks to the game so you haven't got a soundtrack for so yeah makes perfect sense yeah it, it, it does it does uh now t- talking about melody of memory like it's it's actually kind of interesting like they announced it you know back in in june and it seems like they they wanted to actually announce a lot earlier but just you know for whatever reason uh didn't and you know we're already in august and this game is releasing this year i feel like this game ha- uh probably should be getting a little bit more pressed like i want to hear more about this at the very least i want to get a solid release date you know i want to know what the price is i want to know like is is there any is there going to be any like is this even going to get a physical release is this going to have a special edition at all that maybe includes the soundtrack like i i need to know some more about what this is going to be like usually for most Kingdom Hearts games, they get announced so far in advance that, you know, after the initial announcement, of course there's going to be a lull. That's that's normal. But the fact that this is going to release in 2020 and, you know, if, if you haven't checked your calendars recently, there's not that much left of 2020. Thank God. But there's not that much left of 2020. And, you know, we got to know when this thing's coming out. I just feel like, man... These days, Charo, there's so many things, you know, PS5, Xbox Series X, like those things are coming soon, apparently, and we know so little about it. And I feel like Melody of Memory is kind of falling under the same umbrella. Like, uh, Charo, when do you think we're potentially going to get new information about Melody of Memory? It feels like it's been so long. Probably, I would say... If not at the next state of play, whenever Sony decides to, you know, announce one. Yeah. I would say either the next, probably either the Nintendo Direct, next state of play, or just wait till Tokyo Game Show next month. Yeah. Because, you know, we always have Tokyo Game Show to land on, despite it being a digital event now. But at the same time, in the years past, Nomura has always gone on Twitter to say... You know, we're dropping the trailer early before Tokyo Game Show. So, you know, enjoy it. So, you know, it's just a matter of when, you know, Nomura would just jump on. Remember what he did with the the Kingdom Hearts, you know, 2020 trailer? Yeah. You know, he got on Twitter and said, you know, this trailer was supposed to be released in April, but, you know, here it is. You know, it's going to release on this day here. So, Mm -hmm. Nomura's been getting really good about jumping on social media and saying, hey, just expect the trailer on this date. So what do you, I would, I yeah. would say like September probably for sure. Yeah. 
Do you think that'll be the time we know the release date and everything? Yeah, they'll re- reveal everything. Yeah, because the- I, I can't imagine them holding back anymore. Like, I, I kind of feel the same way about, you know, Sony and Microsoft. They're in this stalemate about the release date and the price of their, their consoles. And I, I don't think Square, I, I don't think Kingmart's Melody of Memory is like a big enough title to necessarily be related to any of this but I, I almost have similar vibes off of this where i'm like man just announce it already like aren't you releasing it soon yeah it's yeah, it's just so weird especially with the whole covid thing and it's like you, you know, can't uh, even like take pre-orders yet and don't publishers usually love people doing pre-orders and not only that didn't it get uh rated already yeah it's, it's already awesome. got it's already got ratings so clearly it's it's done enough that they can already, you know, start rating the game. So uh, it's so weird. It's, yeah, I don't know what's going on. I mean, I mean, I, 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 I do I do understand, you know, we're we're in, you know, pandemic now. So th- things are going to be weird. They, they will be weird. But yeah, I, I guess I'm just sort of like uh, a little bit confused with the lack of uh, communication. And again, I, I, I totally get like, you know, this is a game, you know, realistically, this game just got announced. But I guess my my reasoning for being a little bit more rushed on this one is that even though it just got announced, it's releasing shortly. That's what I'm more concerned about is less about when it was announced than the last time we got information. It's more about the fact that uh, it's going to release soon. And if you want to get pre-order numbers at all, you're going to have to like actually <laughs> have the release date and price available so retailers can ask people to pay for it. So, uh, Churro, you know, speaking on price, what are you thinking about price for this game? Because at least for me, this to me does not look like a full price $60 game. But I'm well, not exactly sure what I feel like this is supposed to be yet. No one's going next, so it'll probably be a sixty dollar game, but Oh my god. But my but my gut tells me it's probably gonna be forty nine ninety nine. Forty nine, really? Do you think they yeah. have the do you think it's that big of a thing? Like Remember remember they charged uh Remind thirty dollars for base and then forty dollars with the concert. Yeah. That's so, a good point. Like I said, I wouldn't pa- put it past Square Enix to charge fifty to sixty dollars for this game. I mean, I wonder like how much story content is in in this because I don't know. To me, that gameplay that's in there, I just don't see that being a sixty dollar game or even a fifty dollar game. That to me looks like thirty dollars max in terms of uh, you know content there. And I'm just wondering, like, how much story content is there? Is there other gameplay content that we don't know about? Like, what well, other aspects of the game is there? Trailer, yeah. Know, there's that, and that's the other thing is I don't really know what this is. And I guess that's another reason for why I wish there was a little bit more communication around this. Like, I, it's very unclear what this is about. And at least going based off of the uh, the ESRB, their description of the game, their description of the game kind of lines up with what I was expecting. You know, this is, you know, a rhythm game and you're running on a track. And uh, I mean, think about it. Persona 5 and Persona 3 dancing games were $60 full price. Yeah. 
And that was crazy. You have, and you have to remember too, like the original Dancing All Night for Persona Four was sixty dollars yeah. too, but that was considered an actual sequel because the storyline continued. Whereas yeah, yeah, the yeah. Persona Three, and Persona Five were just straight spinoffs. The story didn't. There was really no story. Yeah, yeah. at all. But there was Atlas was still charging sixty dollars for that rhythm type of game. So, yeah, I, I, I mean, it's definitely not impossible. I'm just thinking, like, are people really? In, I I just don't know if people in the Kingdom Hearts community are willing to pay the money. Oh, they will. Yeah, if they want to know more of the story, they will. That's that's how that's how you rope in the the the, the fans of the community. Yeah. Yeah, this one definitely feels like the kind of game that even though maybe on paper, you know, the fact that it's a rhythm game, it it might be targeted at cash, a casual audience. I if it's really that expensive for this sort of thing, I just don't see anybody but hardcore fans really playing paying for it. So we'll have to see. Uh, I'm going to guess uh, I mentioned it before. I'm going to guess it's going to be a lower title and. I could see. 30 to 40. I, I could see about remind prices because that's kind of how I feel about this game is in terms of the scope, uh, you know, and this is only going on based on, on one trailer, but, you know, based on the scope that it seems like this to me feels very much like remind in terms of the scope of how big of a project this is. It's and, pretty much like it's pretty much like the chain of memories for Kingdom Hearts Four. Yeah, but yeah, I just I, I really wonder just how much story really is in this because I felt back in the day Chain of Memories had quite a lot of story. Like there's there's a quite a lot to it. I mean, a lot of it occurs you know between the the floors of Castle Oblivion, so maybe it's kind of simplistic and. You know, back in the day when it released on Game Boy, of course, it's pretty simplistic, but it was still a pretty pivotal part of the story. So, yeah, I just wonder now that, you know, there's all these cutscenes, like, I wonder how how much there's going to be, you know, compared to a typical Kingdom Hearts game. I would say just wait for at least a second trailer. Yeah. Because we're not going to get enough on a teaser trailer like this. Yeah, which, yeah, I guess that just goes back to the whole thing where it's like, all right, well, you, you know, Square's expecting me to buy this this year, and I'm just like, I'm not sure what this is yet. <laughs> you got you got to tell me, Square, please. I want to buy it, but I don't know what I'm buying yet. So, yeah, hopefully we get a new trailer soon. Uh, I'd really like to know about the Kingdom Hearts game that's coming out this year. So, yeah, that, that pretty much covers uh, the news segment. You know, ultimately, it's, as always, wait and see. And, uh, yeah, let's move on to the question segment. Our first question comes from Destiny Fox, and they ask, Since Sora was originally going to be a lion, what, kinds of, uh, what kind of animals do you think would represent Kyrie and Riku? It's out of my head. I would love to see Riku as, like, a fox. Oh, that'd be cool. And then Kyrie would probably be like a, probably like a cheetah. A cheetah, wow, that'd be cool. Yeah, because I didn't want to go for like the like, like the common things people do, like cats, like big cat Kyrie dog. cat. I cat mean, and dog. I, 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 I'm with you there. That I don't think cat and dog would work. Because if Sora's a lion, then why would 
you know, Riku and Kairi be like more domestic animals. That would be weird. Like, I, yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe some people in their town were cats and dogs. But I don't know. I, I feel like the second you go for a lion, that kind of sets you in the type of animal you got to go for. I feel like, yeah, it's got to be more like zoo animal that you normally see, like, you know, elephant or, you know, gorilla. That kind of a thing. Yeah. <laughs> could you could you imagine? Uh, you know, Riku's Riku's an elephant and Kyrie's a gorilla. <laughs> Completely <laughs> changes the, the image. That'd be oh god! No, I can't get the image out of my head now. Thanks, Brandon. <laughs> Kyrie the gorilla. Oh god, that'd be great. I'm trying to think of some you know uh, an animal that would really fit Kyrie. I'm thinking like. Yeah, cheetah. Cheetah feels good. Like, no, whatever it is for Kyrie, I feel like it has to be kind of graceful and kind of bright. I think. And, I think. Be, like, honestly, I would think she would fit like a bird type of animal. Yeah, yeah, I could see bird. Bird could be good. I guess I was thinking before gazelle, but then I also thought, wait, don't lions eat gazelles? <laughs> that could be a problem with Sora being a lion. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I guess the other alternative is what if everybody's a lion? You know, what if this is a race of lion people? That'd be pretty you know, creepy. <laughs> that, that yeah, I mean that, that I means an option. So well, well, let me ask you this: If Zootopia yeah. is a world in Kingdom Hearts, would they go back to the original lion Sora that Nomar made? Oh, I want that so bad. That would be so cool, right? Yeah, like because every would... everybody in Zootopia is you know. You know, they're all in their animal form, but they all walk up on, like, two legs. It's actually pretty interesting, because with Zootopia, they're very... I mean, they're not animal people. They're animals that move like people. So, I wonder if they would go for Lion Sora how he was before, or if they would just go for, like, more animalistic. I still think, even in Zootopia, I want Sora to be a lion. Like, I, I just feel like ever since day one, not even day one, day zero, day day minus one, before Kingdom Hearts even released, Sora was always represented with the lion, so I just feel like lion makes the most sense. So. Yeah, because, hmm. cause, um, knowing Namara, he's been yeah. wanting to use some stuff he had in the very in the, in the very first Kingdom Hearts, like bringing back the quote. Yeah. Uh, I've been having these weird thoughts lately, so it's like... Yeah. Can you imagine Namara just using... Finally going back to what he wanted to do with Lion Sora and just using it for yeah. like, Zootopia or something? That'd be super cool. I'm trying to think... You know, here's a weird one for Riku, but I kind of feel like it fits his color scheme. Riku the Rhino. <laughs> that would be big, cool, but like, how big would that horn work on his combat? I have no idea. I'm just thinking, like, you know, if you think about uh, now, this is a more modern concept for Kingdom Hearts. How there's the uh, the three different forms of uh, a battle. There's like the you know, there's the more fast Keyblade form. You know, think about like a Birth by Sleep trio. Like Ventus is really fast. You know, you got uh, 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 Terra, which is slow but powerful. And then you have uh, Aqua that's more magic based, and I can see that, like, Riku. Riku isn't really a, 
I wouldn't really classify Riku as like a Terra type of character because he's still yeah. pretty fast and he but he just he is harder. fast. Yeah, I guess another thing to consider is that this you know whatever animal Riku would need to take. It would need to be someone that could also have a dark side. And I, I, I like the idea that you brought up before of it being a fox, because that would kind of make sense. Or a wolf. Yeah, wolf could go go that way, too. Wolf would be good. Yeah, but then you wonder about Kyrie. Like, Kyrie, her, like, you know, when I think about Kyrie, I think about her being mysterious. She's a goose. But, yeah, <laughs> goose. Kyrie the goose. An untitled Kyrie game. She yeah. just, like, steals stuff and goes, hark, hark, hark. Yeah, there you go. I was actually uh, uh, watching a video talking about uh, Japanese... Uh, th- there was, like, some article in Japan about uh, the different types of women, and they were talking about relating different types of women to animals, and one of the animals that they talked about was a swan. And Ooh, it was really interesting, because... They describe the swan type woman as above the water. They look so graceful and beautiful and they move so smoothly. But under the water, they're kicking like crazy. (laughs) Like under the surface, they are just like wild and crazy. And they're really trying really hard to look cool. But then above the surface, you see how cool they look and how smooth they're moving. I don't know if that necessarily relates to Kyrie, but like uh, that kind of reminded me of that. So, yeah, I wonder with Kyrie. Kyrie's a, a tough one. I mean, the problem is we don't know enough about Kyrie. I think. I, I, I think. I guess well, that's where that's, that's where Melody of Memory is going to come in. Yeah, but. pretty much. Yeah, Kyrie's a tough one. Uh, I, I'm with you, Chur. I think maybe some kind of a bird might work. I'm not exactly sure how that would make her look i uh, maybe a bunny i i know judy hops that's a thing but bunny i'm just thinking that would be really cute bunny girl and it kind of fits more with a wild animal than you know not the typical cat but yeah uh Kyrie, Kyrie's a tough one so uh yeah uh, churro if you could move to this uh to this next one this one's from Joseph Robertson, and he asked, recently Benjamin Diskin, a.k.a. Young Zaynor, mentioned in an interview that he knows the name of the Master of Masters. If you want to get the exact quote for the podcast, it's just before... Oh, never mind. Don't read that. He mentioned that even if he said it would not be shocking revelation, but withheld the name. Does this change your opinion on who it is? So that's interesting. So Ben Diskin, yeah, the v- voice of young xehanort so he knows the name well according to him in an interview he knows the name of the master of masters but then he's saying that even if he told us what the name was it wouldn't be surprising and or it wouldn't be a so you know going based on what he's saying here in the question it wouldn't be a shocking revelation so i guess yeah thinking about that so not a shocking revelation I guess there's a few ways that you could take that. And I guess you could take that to mean either it's a name we've already heard before or it's a name we haven't heard before. So I would argue that if it was a name that we had already heard before, I think that would be kind of shocking to some extent. Like, you know, if if the Master Master's name was Riku, that would be shocking. 
Like, I think I w- everyone could agree that if his name was Riku, that would be a surprise. So it's probably not Riku in that case. And a lot of people, you know, in terms of like regular theories that most people have, a lot of people have been mentioning Demix. But I think even though a lot of people have been theorizing that it could be Demix, if it was revealed to be Demix for sure, I think that would still qualify as being shocking. So I'm of the opinion personally that it's probably a name we've never heard before. And because I would be I would be upset if it was if the did the same steps he did with with the Zigbar Zushu. Yeah. And here's here's the thing is like if it was someone if it was a name we never heard before and the first time we heard it was, oh, by the way, the name of the Master of Masters is, you know, uh, Damien or something. Oh, OK, that's his name. But we have no concept of what that means in relation to Kingdom Hearts. That's not really a surprise. Like when you like, for example, you know, when you see a character in Dark Road and it's like, okay, this guy's name is, uh, you know, Hermod. Is that a shocking revelation? No. You know, you learning what that character's name is, that new character that we have never seen before. You hearing that his name is Hermod, does that tell you anything? No. I kind of feel like that's kind of what he's getting at, is that it's probably a name we don't, we've we never heard of before. And the fact that we've never heard it before is why it wouldn't be shocking, because there's no meaning at all to what it is. Like, if his name was Noctis, that would obviously be a shocking revelation. If anything, it proves it's not Noctis. Proves yeah. it's not Yozora. It's it pretty much proves that it's not someone we've known before. I think the only name that if it was revealed to be his name, the only name I can think of that would not be a shock would be Xehanort. Because it, what that would get is not shock. That would get an eye roll and instantly people would be like, ugh, no, not Xehanort again. Like, that's not a shock because Xehanort has been around every single corner. He's always the boogeyman. He's only he's always the guy that is like, ha, it was me all, all along. Like, that would be the worst, but I wouldn't classify that as shocking. Now, I don't want it to be that, so I'm hoping that's not the case. But, Churro, so what are you feeling about this, Churro? Do you think, you know, based on this information, do you think that it's more likely that it's a, just a name we've never heard before? That's what I'm hoping for, because it's... I... No, honestly, Nomura's not the one to pull the same trick twice. Yeah. Really. So it's like, it it has to be something we've never heard of before, because that's the only thing Nomura works in. I mean, honestly, we don't know how Nomura works, despite me interviewing Nomura before. It's like, you still don't know what he's thinking at the same time. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I just I just thought of another name that would... Not be that much of a surprise. Ansem. That's the other one. That's the other boogeyman that shows up. I I would be a little bit more surprised about Ansem, but not that much. But again, I I don't want that to be the case. I want that stuff to be over with for the most part. I know Dark Road is still going on, but, you know, we'll have to see. I wonder, though, Churro, you know... 
Ben Diskin, he's saying now that it wouldn't be a shock, but I wonder if prior to revealing that the Master of Masters has whatever name he has, I wonder if they won't reveal him as a different character before. Like, for example, let's say his name was, you know, Hermod. Like, I, I, I didn't actually go check to see what, what time this interview was, but let's say it was Hermod, or, or let's say it was a character from Dark Road. Let's say it's one of those guys, or maybe another student that we don't know their name yet, and that student gets revealed, and let's say we have a whole storyline with them. And then later, after the fact, it's revealed that it's that it was that student all along. So maybe in that situation, maybe that would be surprising because it was a character that was in front of our face in Dark Road, you know, new character that we saw in Dark Road. And then that new character gets revealed later in a shocking way that, oh, that's the master. That guy becomes the master of masters. You know, I could see that sort of happening. You know, if it was an ephemer, I would be kind of shocked. So that's that's kind of like the vibes I'm getting. Churro, do you think that we might be introduced to the Master of Masters in a different form prior to us seeing him as the Master of Masters, you know, fully revealed as what his identity is? Or do you think they're just going to reveal his identity even though we have no idea who he is? I think they're just going to reveal his identity even though we don't know who he is. But then again, you know, this is Nomura. Remember, Nomura... Had Roxas's name revealed on a what was it ice candy wrapper? Yes, uh, was that like a Mexican candy wrapper? Yeah, yeah, so, I remember that. Uh, yeah, so we do, we don't want one of those. Yeah, we definitely don't want one of those again. So, but I would say with Roxas's name, he, there was a reason why they hid it so far because they didn't want people to figure out the trick too quickly. Yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting. I I do wonder. I mean, if I remember correctly, in Remind, when Xehanort heard the name, he just sort of laughed at it and was like, oh, okay, and just moved on. So I wonder if it's, you know, that's that's one sort of hint that possibly could tell me that, oh, maybe it's a Dark Road character name. Maybe someone he knew from his time during Dark Road. Maybe that's possible because he sort of reacts to it in such a way that it's like, oh, oh, I see. That's your name. You know, that that's kind of the vibes I get. But yeah, hard to say. But, uh, you know, you asking uh, Joseph Robinson, you asking, you know, does it change my opinion on who it is? And yeah, I think, well, maybe not change my opinion because I kind of had a feeling that it might not be someone we knew, but it kind of narrows my opinion that I think. Because him saying that, I kind of feel like now more than ever that, yeah, and I think you agree, Charlie, this this is most likely someone we haven't heard before. I think that's that that makes the most sense based on that explanation, that it's not shocking. So, uh, yeah, uh, this next question, let's see who this question is from. This next question is from, uh, I need to check the email. The email is, this next question comes from RJ, and RJ asks, Hey guys, I'm new to your podcast, and glad I stumbled on it one day. My question, 
Out of all the smaller cartridge or mobile games of Kingdom Hearts, which do you think should have deserved to have AAA title treatment like Kingdom Hearts 1, 2, or 3? And which characters should have been playable in that game? May your e be your guiding key. Uh, if it means what I think it means, uh, probably Days, because Days is the only one that did not receive a a remaster. Yeah. Kingdom Hearts 1, 2, and 3. You have Chitta Memories becoming three Chitta Memories. You have Coded becoming Recoded. Coded. And then, but then, okay. And then you have, you have you know, Kate's 3D being on PS4. Yeah. And then that only just leaves Days, Union Cross, or Dark Room. Yeah. So I would say I would like, actually, I would prefer Union Cross, but I would actually see it from the perspective of like Ephemer or Smooth yeah. or the, the, you know, or Brain or, you know, all these other characters because we could see more in perspective of what they were doing during the time when the player was looking for them. Yeah. You know, that would be, you know, awesome or probably, or even the perspective of the foretellers. And I'm not yeah. talking about, uh, back cover, you know, cause that was just yeah. all over the place. So. You know, I wonder when it comes to, let's say it was, um, you know, union cross adapted for a console game. I wonder who the best character would be to play as like fmr is really interesting and i definitely want to know his storyline but i wonder if he's too mysterious if he's too much of a mystery character to be the main character and i almost feel like maybe scold is a little bit more in the dark than he is that it might be safer to do it as scold but even then what i worry about is what do you do about the player character from union cross like what happens to that character because that character is involved in the plot, and either way you go, if you go with FMR as being the main character or Scold being the main character, uh, they cross paths with the with the main character, the main player character of Union Cross a lot. I wonder how that could work, and uh, I, I wonder if like like who would they even look like? <laughs> That's one question, and uh, you know, I wonder if. Wouldn't it be kind of funny if you could like import your account from from Union Cross and import your own character and they would just be there? They they wouldn't say anything, they're just there in the background and you just sort of talk to them. They'd be like be, they'd probably they'd probably just like a generic like Yeah, keyblade character, builder. You know, outfit that you get yeah. in the beginning. I mean, maybe maybe if that was the case, it would be Union Cross, but it would only talk about stuff that doesn't involve the player character. Basically, everything that happens when the player character's not around. Because, like, that, it, that way yeah, they would never need to deal with them. It's pretty much what Backover was, you know, because, like, Backover, yeah. you, you only saw the player characters, like, for one scene, which was when... Yeah, and it was just a bunch of generic characters. Yeah, so... You know, it's probably going to be enough like that if the player character is shown on screen. Yeah. You know, so it's it's 
It's got to be like that. That's the only yeah. thing I can think of. And they'll just have like a generic, like probably voice actor voice them and yeah. Yeah, I guess talking a little bit about uh, Days, I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm with everybody. I want Days to be remade. Obviously, I want playable deep dive. No questions there. Do I want anyone else to be playable? I mean, it'd be kind of cool to see, like, Riku's side of the story or obviously Shion. Like, Shion is very interesting. But, you know, Shion kind of has the same problem that I was mentioning with Ephemer, where Shion's kind of a really mysterious character. Um, I guess if it was Shion, it would definitely need to be kind of like a reverse rebirth mode sort of situation where you must complete Roxas's side first before you can see Shion's side. Um, I don't know if that would necessarily be appropriate though for a, a remaster, uh, kind of a situation. Cause you know, if, if you were to remaster a, a game like that, yeah. You could focus all, you know, most of the budget making the new content. So maybe you could make a full game out of that. But it kind of makes you think, well, Kingdom Hearts is an ongoing series. So what would the purpose be for going down that route? Like what what would it benefit the future of the series? And unfortunately, with Days, it's kind of in a weird spot where it's like in the middle of the last saga. So it kind of doesn't really need to relate to anything in the future, and it doesn't really help anything from the past either. It's just mostly, it would be mostly fan service. So personally, I don't, like, while I would like a nice big remake that, you know, is pretty big budget, I just don't see a lot of reasoning behind it. Like, what's in it for the future of the series? I don't really see that, but... Talking about what you were saying, Churro, with uh, Union Cross, I could actually see a reason because Union Cross does relate to the future of the series. You got the Foretellers, you got FMR, Skull, all those guys. Like, there's definitely value there. You know, you could say the same thing about Dark Road. Dark Road could get that treatment, and obviously that's going to have some impact. Um, you know, let's take uh, Union Cross for an example. You make you make Union Cross as a big budget game. And that forces the team to fully model out and prepare uh, the uh, Daybreak Town as an actual playable level. Like, that is something that would be a lot of work for that game, but that work could be reused in future games. Like, there's an actual purpose to that. But, you know, you take a game like uh, Days, and you have to remake all the content from that, and then you wonder, like, well, okay, well, uh, what content from that is going to relate to the future of the series and it doesn't quite make sense because most of the content in days is stuff that they reused in terms of you know context is the stuff they reused from prior games you know going to beast castle going to destiny islands that sort of stuff so it doesn't really yeah exactly so i could see like you know and i mentioned it in the in the youtube video that we did about uh the kingdom hearts one remake if they were to remake kingdom hearts one which i would still argue there's lots of reasons to remake one but if they did remake one then in that case i could see possibly a reasoning to do a remake of days and the reasoning would be that okay since you did one already most of the content that they need would have already been been made at that point so it's not as much of a stretch to fill in the gaps of what doesn't what hasn't been made 
Whereas you remake days from the start, then it's like, well, why why are we going through all the effort making all this content for if we're not going to use it for anything else? So that's that's kind of the stuff that I worry about there. But uh, yeah, I, I'm with you, Chur. I think Union Cross makes the most sense. I think it makes even more sense than Dark Road, even though I think Dark Road is probably going to relate more to the future. I just think Union Cross yeah. as a whole, it has such a good story. And it's just, it just so has a sad. lot of filler in it. <laughs> yeah, it's got a lot of filler, but you know that's kind of where this could this could fit is that it could take out all the filler, make it a full, you know, let's say thirty hour game. There's t- plenty of content already in Union Cross. You know, if anything, it maybe has too much content, even if you took out all the filler. So, yeah, uh, I, I, I'm with you there. I think that that would be the uh, the the best route and. Uh, yeah, definitely. Either FMR or Scold. That's the that's the playable character you go with, no question. So uh, yeah, I think that pretty much wraps up uh, the questions. Our music for this episode is a special one. I don't know if we've had this before, but even if we did, I just love the song so much that we gotta have this on the show. So this is a piano cover of the Hikari Ray of Hope mix. So this is Hikari, the Ray of Hope mix from 0.2 on piano by Naruti, the fodder pianist. I guess that's a Naruto joke. Like, I don't know about you, Churo, but for me, my number one favorite opening song in the entire series is Ray of Hope mix, Hikari, Simple and Clean. That is my absolute favorite in the whole series, even over regular Simple and Clean over sanctuary oh even over face my fears this is my favorite theme song in all of kingdom hearts i just love it that much it's such a bop like it's so good churro uh i i guess just to get get your feeling out what in the whole series like what is your favorite theme song hmm they're all good sanctuary yeah uh, yeah it's that yeah that one's that one's really good too. Yeah, it's just for me, like man, Ray of Hope mix. It's, especially, especially it's so catchy. Especially after the battle version, because it's like yeah, that here one's really you have good. the characters have you know been through a lot, and here they're all they're all home finally. Yeah, yeah. It's just a sweet. It's just a really sweet ending theme song, especially with the fact that it's like slower than yeah, you know, the yeah. opening. Yeah, if I had to say how I feel about the the Kingdom Hearts 2 openings, I feel like I don't like the 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 one that's in the intro as much. And I like I really like the after the battle one, and I actually like the regular pop song version of of Sanctuary/Passion. I like that one a lot, and I actually I just really I'm not that interested in the first one, specifically that part that's like, my heart's battleground. I, I I don't know about you, but I hate that part. (laughs) That just does not fit in the song at all. And it it was just to make it like palatable for the intro, I guess. I don't know. But the actual like radio version where it's like that part. Oh my god, that's awesome! If you guys have never heard the actual like pop version of 
uh, passion slash sanctuary. Definitely go look it up on YouTube. It's it's amazing. It's really good, especially if you already like the song. But uh, yeah, uh, music for this episode based on Hikari Ray of Hope Mix, my personal favorite opening song of the Kingdom Hearts series. Our next episode of Kingdom Hearts Union is scheduled for the 8th of September. So, around that time, there's going to be a lot of stuff coming out. Avengers game coming out. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that time. I've got something that has been cooking for literally a long time. And uh, hopefully it should come out by then. So maybe I'll be able to talk about it on the podcast next time. It's been something that uh, I have been holding on to for a long time. I haven't said nothing about it, but I I did mention it a little bit on the last two podcasts ago, episode 200. So this is something that has been building up. I will be talking about on my Twitter. So definitely follow me there at underscore Brandon underscore I'm hoping for it to be out by this next podcast, but we will see. It has been so long, so uh, I will make sure it is perfect before I release it. As always, if you guys like the show, please consider su- please consider subscribing to us, Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union, on the iTunes Store. Just search for Kingdom Hearts, and we're number one! Yay! And of course, you can catch every episode at KingdomHeartsUnion.com, Spotify, or... Kingdom Hearts Union's Twitter, which is at Cage Union. And remember, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash ffkhunion. And send us your questions to khuquestions at gmail.com. Churro, it is that yep. time again. It is goodbye wow. time. We, we made, made it. it. There wasn't okay. news, but man, that was a good rumor. I, I love me some rumors sometimes. Hey, sometimes it's good to talk about rumors, you know, to discuss what we think about it and try to put in perspective of people who might be optimistic about it. Sure, I hate to say this, but I, I feel like this might be a curse on us, but wouldn't it be awful if there was actually like a, a big new trailer that releases the Monday before the podcast comes out? Uh, it's happened before, and I somehow It's don't happened don't before, that. and it always happens. I feel like me saying this almost wills it into existence, but we'll see. All right, Charo, say your your goodbyes. All right, bye, guys. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. All right, and I'm Brandon saying goodbye. This has been a KingdomHeartsUnion.com production. (laughs) 